Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, we have barely even begun, yet we already have a message to read for you. Oh. This is Drop the Subject with Allie and Jarrett, and Willie, our good buddy, has direct messaged us from the show account. If you're not already following us, please do, at DTS Show. And Willie says, hey Allie, a.k.a. semi-old lesbian. (laughs) I was listening to yesterday's show on my way to work, and I am glad to hear that Jarrett... And and Amy slash Emmy slash not Ginger Justin are healthy again. Wow. So not Ginger very, Justin. Very nice. And I'm very happy that you're feeling better, Amy. <laughs> That's really nice to know. Thank you for the love, Willie. We appreciate the well wishes. Um, I think I'm just like a little bit congested. I didn't blow six gallons of stuff out of my nose this morning. So. I think you're averaging two now. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you know, something like that. But Emmy, how are you? Are you better? Yeah, she's got a she's little got bit a, of a cough. Okay. She's got a death rattle, but it's okay. A death rattle. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's just, you know when you cough and it's really deep? Yeah. Like it is just deep in you're there. Like, what is happening? That's the death rattle. Well, we have an exciting show lined up for you today. We have Just the Tip Tuesday. We're going to be talking about concert etiquette. We all just went to a concert together last weekend. Did we have good or bad etiquette? I have audio proof that I was perhaps one of the worst concert attendees in history. <laughs> we also have to trump around. And a new cause that Jared and I both are going to get behind, a Halloween-themed one. So we'll be talking about that. But first, last night, Katie and I ran into a situation where we possibly were entitled to a reward. A pet had been lost in Mm -hmm. our area, which when you see a... When you're walking down the street and you see a poster for a a missing cat and you live in a canyon where there are tons of coyotes, you think mm-hmm. to yourself, yeah, yeah, that cat's dead. That cat's been dead, yeah. <laughs> I'm not, I, I just feel so sad for anybody who is putting up posters. Like that cat was dead before the poster was yeah. it. <laughs> Sorry. I, I mean, it's like a five minute average, like, Listen. I'm sure they can smell it as soon as the cat gets out there. Pause. I remember someone telling me that they live in the canyon uh, in Beverly Hills, and they said that they were standing in their kitchen washing dishes, and their little dog was playing in the backyard, and they saw a coyote come over the fence, grab the dog, and jump back over the fence and take it, and it was gone. in like under 30 seconds. Just like that. Like, before you could do anything about it. Yes. Yeah. And then they howl all night because they're like, yes, all the kitties and nuggies. (laughs) I've got doggy nuggets. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, here's what happened. We saw the posters, Mm -hmm. and the poster said $100 reward for this missing cat. They've got a picture of it and everything. It's very cute. Only 100 bucks? It's, well... They, I don't think they really intend to give anybody a hundred bucks. That's I mean, the thing. When you put these posters up and you well, give you some kind inti- of reward. If you don't intend to give the money, then put 10000 <laughs> You know what I'm saying? No, because then I would be pissed if I didn't get $10,000. Okay. $100, you're kind of like, ah, don't worry about yeah. it, right? But I think that those are placed there as a formality. It's, I mean, putting any kind of monetary value is better than just saying reward. Yeah, okay. Like in old-timey Western days. So you guys... We're out. So we saw we saw the poster, walked around, you know, went about our day, whatever. Later on, Katie is making dinner again, making dinner. This is what her sixth. This is the fifth meal. Her, okay, I'm riding high, and uh, we get a knock at the door. It's one of our neighbors, mm-hmm. and she says, "Hey, I found a cat." 
Okay. And we were like, oh, uh, okay, that's interesting. Sorry, I, I screwed up the order. This was before we saw the poster. Okay. This woman knocks on the door, says she found a cat. Did you guys lose your cat and one of your cats, blah, blah, blah? I'm going, no, both of our cats are here. They're safe. She's like, okay, well, you know, if you see anybody or know anyone who's missing a cat, I have it in my apartment, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go for a few hours, but I'll be back, and hopefully I can reunite this cat with their owner. Okay. Cut to later, we're walking down the street, and we see the poster mm. and see the reward. So then Katie goes, well, we need to call right. and say that we know where the cat is. And then I said, do we get to cash in on the reward <laughs> if we call and reunite them because technically we are reuniting the person I mean, with her cat I don't the even other see what lady the question is. doesn't know that there is a reward so the only reason that we they are getting reunited is because of us and our oh, phone call oh okay this is an interesting turn i see okay okay so we we uh we called and left a message and then she called us back and we talked to her said yeah this lady has your cat we still have to talk to the uh, the neighbor that has the cat because she like never came home or something. Okay. So we have to today actually reunite. But the question is if we're there during the reuniting and then all of parties are all the parties are present, do we ask for the reward or is that a rude thing to do because I think sometimes it's just a formality and you're supposed to go, "Ah, oh, yeah, don't worry about the reward." Um hell no. Hell no, I'm not supposed to ask? No, hell no, it's not just a formality. I want my money. <laughs> Give me my money or the cat gets it. This reward becomes a ransom if you ain't got your money. So how are we going to do that if we don't have the cat? So you know the we- interesting thing here is, though, you are, are the middle man or yes. the middle women because... <laughs> I'm a liberal. Oh, um, that should be a sequel to Little Women. Right, Middle, middle women. women. You are the Middle Women, so you guys should probably split it with the person who found it. Okay, well, fifty bucks still ain't bad. You can get you can get a couple groceries for that. There you go. But as a general rule, I don't think it's bad to ask for the reward if you're the one that found the animal. Where there was a poster that said reward, I will be keeping your cat until I get my ninety nine dollars <laughs> and one hundred cents, ma'am. <laughs> Damn it. So we should have done that call with a, a voice modifier. Absolutely. And, like, and called from a black number. <laughs> I want my money. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, a lot happened over the commercial break just now. I mean, whoa, breaking headlines. I know we have a PSA that we're about to do, having to do with Halloween, but just a side note, we have cracked the mystery Oreo flavor. We're pretty sure. We shouldn't tell people what it is, though. Why? Because then everyone's going to go guess it. We're listened to by... Tens of twenties of people. Yes, and those people are our friends. They Jared. are, but we're competing for fifty thousand dollars. This is like holding up the ransom earlier that we talked about. You, you are cutthroat when it comes to reward money and prize money. I want my money. Don't play with me. <laughs> well, I'm just gonna tell them. No, I'm gonna. Okay, well, we'll it's a churro. Sh- I did it. You did it. It's churro. <laughs> we're pretty sure it's churro. We're, we're not pretty positive. positive. But yeah. I. I'm positive that it's churro because if you if you guess if you think churro in your mind as you go through all the clues and we found the creature that lives on the step is a churro or something that's what Emmy found out or Amy however you want to say her name we should make her Amy 
Just Amy. to make it a, a blend of the two. So that's... There it is. It's out in the open, people. I'm pretty Churro, sure. Spread it like wildfire. Churro. Not the cinnamon teddy grams like we were thinking before. Although there is a distinctly graham cracker smell to it. There I will is. have to say that. And I think they do do that to throw you off a little bit. And it's not cinnamon dunkaroos. Another <laughs> great guess from Emmy. All right. Let's, let's get serious now. Let's talk about something that is a growing issue in America and I think beyond. <laughs> It has to do with Halloween and costumes. Mm-hmm. Costumes that may offend. Go on. Jared, how many millions of dollars a year do you think people spend on Halloween pet costumes? It's got to be like $500 million or something. That's exactly it. Are you serious? Yeah. I'm kind of also a genius. You I win? forgot to mention it. Nothing. Oh. <laughs> I want my money. <laughs> the, the name of this episode is going to have to be Give Me My Money. $500 million is spent in the U.S. annually on pet costumes. 29 million people in America will dress up their pets for trick-or-treat season. Oh, the abuse. And it, it you're right. The abuse. Because just... when you look at these dogs specifically, and there on this list there are several things, the top 10 Dog costumes that are most popular in 2019, which include pumpkin, hot dog, and superhero. Why would you dress your dog up as a pumpkin? None of these animals look happy. In fact, they look humiliated. I was going to say, they're probably like, why? They're probably saying things that I can't even say on the radio. Yeah, they are. And you know what? They're saying it in dogs, so we don't understand what they're saying. And so it's going to take people like you and me to really get behind them and put a stop to this, because this isn't fair. These are the pets that are running away, and there's posters up for their return, like November 2nd or something like that. You are 100% correct. Who knows what was going on with that cat? Listen. That cat was like like, looking at the coyotes in the hills and was like, I would rather. I would rather that than be a freaking powder puff girl. You know what I mean? (laughs) And while as a pet owner, I have to resist my urge to put my cats in costumes, I still, I mean, well, part of it is that I can't because they'll scratch me. But still, I know that they would not like a costume, so I can't do this to them. And cats are a great example because cats will scratch the crap out of you if they don't like something. They will make it very, very obvious. Dogs are way too polite. They're like, oh, whatever, I just want to please my owner, so I'll be a bumblebee for this whole day. Cats will start to eat your body within 24 hours if you die in the house. Dogs will wait a week. the (laughs) The only thing that we've ever tried to put on one of our cats is a bow tie, and it was awful. It was horrible. Was this for the wedding? (laughs) <laughs> no. Oh. I wish that was I could have. Was this a Tuesday? It was like, just, yeah. It was somebody had like a Christmas bow tie and we tried it and uh, and it was, a, it was a terrible mistake I'll never make again. Mm. But here are some of the states that are the top states to participate in dog Halloween costumes in particular. Immediately so, thinking California, New York. That's what I would think too. None of those are on the top 10 list. On the top? They're not in the top 10? Nope. So these are the states that we have to target to make a change, okay? And I think that we should do a a nationwide tour. I'm going to pull up our list of Channel Q cities to see where we're on. Yes. All we need is a little soapbox and a park. A little soapbox. And we can spread our mission to no longer put animals in Halloween costumes. Christmas, too. This goes all the way through the holidays. People love putting their dogs in costumes from Halloween all the way up until New Year's. I would even say 4th of July. But 
These dogs don't like it, and we have to stand up for them. The number 10 state is Indiana. Number 9 is Ohio. Number 8 is Wisconsin. Number 7, New Mexico. 6, Bama. 5, Arizona. 4, D.C. 3, West Virginia. Number 2, Mississippi. And the number 1 state where there are the most dog costumes is Kansas. Really? This so, is so random a list. It, it really is. I'm just trying to understand like what it is about these states that makes them like these states. I mean, the common factor I'm seeing is boredom, maybe? Uh, no, they're listening to Channel Q. They are. <laughs> They have all, they're so excited. They're listening to Channel Q. They're probably streaming it online, though, because we're not in most of those places. No, I, but that's fine. <laughs> all right. Well, you've heard it here first, folks. We are at the forefront of this movement. So get behind it. Stop dog costumes now. Trump Around is on deck, so don't go anywhere. It says drop the subject. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay. So... I feel like I say okay so all the time. Okay so, okay <laughs> mm, so, okay so. Okay, so. <laughs> uh, Mick Mulvaney is the acting chief of staff over at the White House, and he is like the 736th person in that role this um, in this administration. I um, mean, now I don't feel so bad because I was like, surely he's been fired 17,000 times. My gosh, like there, he's. I think he's actually the third or fourth person in that role. Um, it's kind of hard to keep up with the turnover over in this administration. But uh, last week he was giving a press conference and uh, kind of made news that I don't think he intended to make or. He did intend to make it and is pretending that he didn't. But he was basically uh, speaking to the press and telling them um, that the White House has engaged in quid pro quos all the time. And a quid pro quo, basically, I believe it's Latin for this, for that, right? Which is illegal. Like, you give me this, I'll give you that. Exactly. You give me a cat, I'll give you... you $100. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right. And so, usually, if it's a quid pro quo for something personal or political, that is a problem. Otherwise, I mean, you know, countries negotiate things for the sake of the countries all the time, right? Yeah. Like, if you do this, we'll do that. Um, but the quid pro quo that he was talking about was something that was, you know, majorly problematic because it was political, it was uh, this is goes back to the whistleblower story where you know Ukraine's uh, military aid was being held up because Donald Trump wanted them to investigate Joe Biden. So four hundred million dollars, four hundred million dollars in military was aid, yeah. frozen, right? And so uh, Mick Mulvaney came out and said, "Yeah, we do that kind of stuff all the time." And everyone was like, "I'm sorry, what? They're what?" And and like reporters gave him the opportunity to like clear it up, and he was like, "Oh no, that's what I said." And it was like. Uh, sis, right. what did you just say? So this weekend, he's been like trying to walk that back and walk that back and walk that back um, to clean it up. And he was on uh, Fox News Sunday with Chris Wallace, who is one of the, the better people over at Fox News. And Chris Wallace was saying like, so you said you guys do a quid pro quo all the time. Mick Mulvaney was still trying to walk that back. Too. Well, and a couple of different things. You again said just a few seconds ago that I said there was a quid pro quo. Never use that language because there there is not a quid pro quo. You, but you were asked I, by Jonathan Carl, is that you described a quid pro quo and you said that happens all the well, time. And, and, and reporters will use their language all the time. So if my language never said quid pro quo. But let's get to the, to the heart of the matter. Go back and look at that list of three things. So was- he like keeps talking and talking oh, and talking and God. like spinning in circles. And it's like, sweetness, that is what you said. That is what the evidence shows. That is what your transcript that you released shows. Like, and so um, there was a, a, a prosecutor who was on MSNBC, and she was saying that it has like the the air of truth or something like that, which basically is like, yeah, this 
this sounds like you were telling the truth by accident. Right. Um, and, you know, he's been, like I said, well, I mean, you can spiraling. S- you can really tell that because he's spiraling now, after the testimony that he gave, everybody rushed up to him and was like, dude, no, no, you yeah. shouldn't have said any of that stuff. Yeah. Um, we got to have you walk back. Well, what do I say? Wait a minute. Just say it was not a quid pro, quid pro quo that they said that, that you, like, you can tell that he is, has been given very specific points to walk back on. Absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. And I mean, this is something that will probably get him pulled in front of Congress. Like, they're probably going to want him to testify and say, so what were you saying about this happens all the time? Remember, you're under oath, you know? And so, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see how that continues to happen. It's just interesting to be like... Are you a liar? Yes. And then later on, you're like, no, 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 you said liar. And they're like, but you said yes. You said yes. yes. You agree. So it's like, it doesn't matter what they said. It's how you responded to what they said. Yeah. The other story uh, last week that was kind of, uh, I don't know if it was shocking, but it was definitely like, wow, this is happening, uh, was that Donald Trump was going to be bringing the G7 to his Trump Doral. And we talked about that here on the air. And um, that was in South Florida. And big golf course and there was going to be you know millions and millions of dollars that foreign countries would have to pay to stay there mm-hmm. to be there for the conference and all that and for the summit and then this weekend they decided oh we're actually not going to do that oh really because yeah. again everyone freaked out exactly which everyone makes was me, like whoa, whoa 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 wait a minute you're not supposed to do that which makes me think this was something they never planned on doing in the first place. Why? Because I feel like they they wanted to see what kind of hubbub they could stir up. They knew it was wildly illegal. I think they wanted people to be talking about that rather than talking about something else. Oh, it so seems they like, just wanted people to be like, well, this is blatant. Like, because we, when we talked about it, we we're like, this is blatantly exactly. against the rules. This is something that, and I, I hate, to be clear, I hate whenever there's a story in the news, people are like, oh, this is just a distraction. This is just a distraction. I don't think that happens nearly as much as people like to call it that. This feels like that mm-hmm. because he knows well that he would, you know, be in serious in deep doo-doo if, no, if that was true, happening. No, it's true, because we, when we read that, we were like, wow, this is very blatant. Yeah. Like, Why do you think that's okay? Why? Why? Yeah. But what's, what also was interesting is like Republicans were coming out supporting him and saying, oh, I don't see the big the big deal. And it's like, uh, you guys you're an idiot. You guys look even more dumb than <laughs> exactly. you did before. And they're like, you said dumb. I didn't. No, I didn't say dumb. That's <laughs> not what I meant. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. More Drop the Subject coming up after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject, Allie. Yes. Um, uh, you've got a situation brewing over there. You got some articles. I do. Hold on. Let me find the right one. Nice work. Because this is important. <laughs> this is a a time where on Channel Q, it's important for us and for uh, you and I on Drop the Subject to keep tabs on who is a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Yes. You know, there are always people coming out. In 2019, there's the non-come out come out where it's like, I like who I like. And you're like, what does that mean? Are yeah. you are you LGBT? Are you going to be at the parades? What's going on? Are you on the float or just along the sidelines? How do you feel? I'm confused. So... We like to share any kind of news that's related to somebody coming out of the closet. This is Closet Watch. Closet Watch. That always creeps me out just a little bit. Just a little bit. Well, it is Halloween. <laughs> All right, and who do we have in the closet today? <gasps> Why, look at that. It's Marie Osmond. Wait a minute. Hold on. Wait. Hold on. Let me read. Marie Osmond Marie... is coming out. Okay, but no. She has not come out. She okay. almost came out. 
Okay. Which is still important to talk about. Go on. So this is actually in response. She said something in response to what happened with Miley Cyrus recently. Right. Where she was like, I don't have to be gay. You just have to find the right D. Uh, very strange. Um, but Marie right. Osmond didn't say it in uh, in harsh Miley terminology. Okay. But she did say that she thought she was gay for a little while because she had very bad experiences with men. So she said she had a lot of body issues and she said, quote, I was looking at women and I thought, why am I looking at women? I must be gay. Being the only girl in the famed musical Osmond family. Very Mormon family. She said that they helped change her thinking. I bet they did. She said, then I realized, because I'm a thinker, why did God give me these great brothers? Why did he give me this amazing father? I don't like where this is going. And truly, they changed my opinion of men after I had sex. No, I'm just kidding. Wow. Uh, they had my opinion of men, which made me feel that it was something I was going through. So she basically said that I'm not gay, though I thought I was, but I didn't trust men and I didn't like them. But thanks to my hot brothers and father, I came over to the bright side and I'm still straight. So I, I know that she didn't specifically say I'm gay, but this to me... This, reads gay. Yeah, this sounds like I was coerced into staying straight. Like, but I would have been a, a lesbian. I would have been from Lesbia. Yeah, I think that she has made a couple trips to Lesbia. She wanted to date Terry. She's gone down under with Terry once or twice. <laughs> well, not down under. Uh, uh, and <laughs> hey, you know, doing a show in Vegas for long enough, I feel like you I mean, you have to broaden your horizons. Gotta wear you out. So, I mean, to say, quote, I was looking at women and thought, why am I looking at women? I must be gay. Yeah, that's, I'm sorry, that that's, sounds real gay. That's gay. And, you know, I, I think a long, long time ago, we made some predictions of who we think we that we're going to come out in 2019. Marie Osmond? Not one of them. Not on anyone's <laughs> list. No one saw that one coming. At, at all. So I do believe Miley was on the list, but uh, I don't know what's going on with her. We'll she came about, out and then walked back in and we'll locked the door Miley and shut everybody out. Later. Yeah, we'll talk more about that later. Uh, news or lose, it's coming up in about three minutes. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Okay, it's that time. Yes, it is. You've got a bell. I've got five headlines in front of me. It is time for News It or Lose It. Headline number one. This week and it'll probably kill you, hot tubs. This week and it'll probably kill you. Uh What a way uh, to start. Uh, Okay. Okay. Headline number two, woman returns library book after 74 years. Kill her. Lose it. (laughs) I don't know how old this woman is. When's the first book you checked out? I know, right? Four? Okay. Headline number three, one- She would still be 78 if that was the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One key moment from the new Star Wars trailer has fans seriously panicking. Oh, this is not my lane. Lose it. (laughs) Headline number four, Chipotle brings back their $4 burritos and other Halloween specials, okay? Sorry, I'm a Chipotle fan. (laughs) I mean- I was still a fan even through the whole E. coli thing. I was like, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait for you. We'll talk about that. Baby, I will wait. Okay. And then finally, headline number five, I went on 30 dates in one weekend and filmed all of it. Hashtag I survived. You know what? 
Sure. <laughs> Let's hear about her experience. Yeah. Whatever. All right. Hot tubs are killing you. Chipotle is bringing back $4 burritos and not killing you. And then some person who went on 30 dates in one weekend and filmed all of it. We will see what happened to Jillian and much 30 more. 30 dates. That is work. 30 dates. That's she not even movie worthy. Yes, she certainly was. All right. All that when we come back. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. It is time for us to get into the democratic process that happens around here. I have voted. Ali has stories. It's time for News or Lose It. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Well, we'll start with the first story, which I was honestly surprised that you newsed because it has to do with things that could possibly kill you. You know, you hate hearing about things that are gross or your toothbrush bacteria or things that are dirtier than your toilet on an airplane. I'll tell you, I'm having buyer's remorse uh, <laughs> because I'm like, shoot, am I going to want to not get into a hot tub again? Okay. There are some special circumstances here. Okay. I would never, I mean... You know those signs when you go to a public hot tub that says, don't get in here if you have a bunch of diarrhea? <laughs> go on. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> that sort of, I, I don't know how many people had diarrhea in this case, but oh, this wasn't God. just a public hot tub. This was a hot tub display at a state fair, mm. which has a lot of problems with it. As is. Yeah, a lot of people that did not bring uh, swim trunks that never intended to get into it. They're probably dirty and sweaty. They've got food. There's so much happening exactly. here. Exactly. Oh, you God. get a giant corn dog and a basket of onion rings, and then you walk by a hot tub display. You're at a state fair. You're having a great time. You think to yourself, why don't I get into this hot tub? What could go wrong? Is there a way that I could unding the bell? <laughs> Jesus, this Well, is I'll tell you what went wrong. Legionnaire's disease. That's oh. what happened. There are 94 people in the hospital and four people have died oh my god from this one hot tub from this one hot tub what a way to sell your hot tubs huh oh what a way to go death by state fair hot tub (laughs) wait i want to know what happens to the body when you have legionnaires okay Uh, legionnaires disease is a severe form of pneumonia i've got some information here for you people get sick inhaling microscopic water droplets that contain legionella bacteria it is not contagious. Oh. What's according, uh, according to the. Oh, so there's something in the water. And yes, you breathe and it they're in. all breathing okay. it in. According to the CDC, one in 10 Legionnaires victims will die. Officials have not identified any of the people who died from the disease, but uh, a woman's. Ob- oh, geez. Okay. Yeah, she died from Legionnaires disease. Okay. So this is all happening at the North Carolina Mountain State Fair. And uh, this is oh, the. North Carolina. L- at least the second major Legionnaires outbreak in the past two months. In August, there was a widespread spread outbreak of the disease and it killed a person and it sickened dozens and they were all guests at the Sheridan Atlanta Hotel. So this is, uh, I mean, this is bigger than diarrhea. The Sheridan Atlanta, that's a big, okay, I used to live there. <clears throat> Not you used the to live at the Sheridan in yeah. Atlanta? Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, I'm glad you made it out alive. <laughs> no, I lived in Atlanta. I'm thinking the Sheridan. Uh, all um, right. Okay. Yeah, so that's uh, the, just word to the wise. If you're going to go to a hot tub, let's just take in some other circumstances before you get in. I know hot tubs are great and they're relaxing, but there are risks involved. I wonder if there's a way to like test for Legionnaires like, before people start getting it. You know, like Is there like a swab they should be putting in the water? Or I don't something? know. Or just, you know, we're all going to have to go uh, face mask. I mean, oh yeah, I guess that would have... 
That probably would have helped. You, you know, to just in. wear a face mask all the time. We'll get fancy with them, start making them cute. What's more relaxing than getting in a hot tub with wearing a face mask? <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, uh, that I see that and I see the future. I, oh, I'm I like, that's the, the, that's the future. <laughs> all right, let's 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 uh, let's talk about burritos before we get into our break yes, here. Yes, please. So there's a $4 burrito deal at Chipotle. And it is burrito season. It starts this month. And uh, we... Uh, I, I don't know if you had the opportunity to have a burrito, but it I is an entree for better than half the price. And uh, you can also get a burrito, a burrito bowl, a salad, or tacos for only $4. So it's a very exciting a special that they're running for Halloween. There's also at Applebee's a $1 vampire cocktail, which probably has mass amounts of sugar in okay, it. Okay, so I saw an advertisement for that like on Instagram or Facebook or something, and I was like, what the heck is a $1 cocktail? This is just water, sugar, and like bottom-of-the-barrel clearance alcohol. It is clearance alcohol 100%. They, every year, probably look at their bottom shelf, Absolutely. and they're like, all right, there's blue Krakow left over. Let's do they're some like, kind of a Could you bleach cocktail. the outside of that bottle? Just clean it off, because it looks gross. <laughs> the drink is a 10-ounce mug. Oh, God. Rum, strawberry, passion fruit, dragon fruit, and pineapple juice. And when they say rum, they mean about three quarters of a teaspoon. Yeah. Uh, Chili's has a $5 Fangtastic Rita. Oh. Okay. Okay. There's also Krispy Kreme. They're doing a a slime monster donut, glazed donut with green icing and lemon slime. Pass. (laughs) Papa John's has some kind of a jack-o'-lantern pizza. And finally, Dunkin' Donuts has uh, their own little array of Halloween costume, Dunkin' Runner Oh, uh, Papa John's a, a Trump supporter. He ain't getting. Oh, they are. I think so. I oh, think all right. He well, then the f guy. their pumpkins. <laughs> all right. We still have to talk about one more story, which is do 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 do. Oh, the woman who went on thirty dates in one weekend. We're all about that when we get back. Don't go anywhere. Bye. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new channel Q. Drop the subject. The new channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. We have one more. What? Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm uh, I'm working on something for later on in the show, and I was like, oh, we're we're back on the radio. <laughs> um, we've got this story about a woman who was on 30 dates in one weekend, which just doesn't even make any sense. Well, you know, we took the clickbait, and this was something that I threw into News That Are Lose It, not really knowing what to expect. And Some people started singing it, not knowing what it was, and they'll continue singing it forever just because? Because it's Cosmo.com. Oh. <laughs> We could have started there, I guess, huh? <laughs> yeah, they uh, they do this video series, I guess. This is news to me. It's probably news to you, too, called Cosmo Video Diaries. And they sent one of their employees, which I always wonder how HR works in this situation, but they sent her on 30 dates in one weekend so that they could do a video compilation of all of her awful dates. Mm. She did legitimately do it and okay. she and she did either a review after each date or she did some like a little video like a 30 second video during the date itself okay so it'd be like come on say hi do you want another mimosa we're gonna get a mimosa blah 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 cuts her smash by the third date <laughs> yeah so she had a list of dates every single day for an entire weekend and most of them were about an hour a piece oh my so God. you look at her calendar and it's like drinks with Craig uh, dinner with Donnie, uh, you know, like Steve, Yikes. breakfast. So it was like 7.30, 8.30, 9.30, 11. Like, 
you know, That's hour and hour and a half increments. And she ran into a lot of people who were either duds or they didn't look like their picture. And she gave a video review of one of the uh, dates that she had. And she was like, all right, the guy was looking like this guy looked nothing like his picture. And he was looking at me like I didn't look anything like my picture. And I look exactly like my picture. I'm even wearing the same outfit that I wear in <laughs> my picture, which I will sidebar say that. When I met Katie, because we, we met online, she was wearing the same outfit that she was wearing in her profile picture. Mm. And that was helpful hmm. for me because I instantly recognized her. But I also thought it was a tinge weird. Like, do you have any other outfits? <laughs> right. I right? was like, yeah. wait, you're literally wearing the exact same thing that you are in your picture. I, but yeah. she looked really cute in that picture and in that outfit. Did she so. address that she was wearing the same outfit? Uh, no. I don't okay, think she did. So if she had said, like, oh, I wore the same outfit so you would recognize me, that'd be one thing. But if she didn't say anything about it, then I'd be like, does she have another she outfit? Have any exactly, right. <laughs> and then she was wearing the same thing on the second date and the third date, and no. Then she's a, she's a psychopath. But maybe she had a point, because yes, which we'll get to later with Dr. Jen, but I... She might have a point because I did not wear the outfit that I wore in my profile picture. And many years later, she told me that she really, really liked me, but was put off by my fashion choices. Oh, yikes. Because I was wearing like a polo shirt that was probably a little too short and like jeans that were kind of baggy and 90s-ish. And I just looked a little like out of touch with fashion. This was only I've, 10 years I've, ago. 2009, it wasn't even good to do that. Guys, I've come a long way. It's been a, it's a tough road. Clothes have been a challenge for me okay. my whole life. You had a good blazer and, on Friday, so it's fine. <laughs> hey, you know, that is a big step for me. I was self-conscious about that blazer all day because I was like, this is different. Ah, this isn't a polo shirt. So anyway, this does have a bit of a happy ending. The, uh, the woman, Jillian... She one. On she got her, Monday and Tuesday off because she put in thirty hours over the yeah, weekend. Yeah, hell yeah. On on a date twenty six, she actually had a good date, which turned into dates twenty six through thirty. So maybe it was a good thing. She said she also ran into some weird Trump supporters. Wait, which turned into 20, dates twenty six through thirty? What do yeah, you mean? she had thirty dates, uh-huh. but the last four dates were with the same guy. Oh. So, so she just like the blew 26, off the other two? I guess so. The other four guys? Yeah, I think so. So who knew that Cosmo Video Diaries was actually semi-interesting? Is now The Bachelorette. Yeah, and I guess this is a form of speed dating, but you know, my friend is a, a single man, straight man in the dating world, and he is debating taking a break from dating altogether because it's he can't afford it anymore. I get it. I it's, get it. It's cost like, money. And I think that with heterosexual couples, it becomes, they're still that antiquated, oh, the guy mm-hmm. has to pay and things like that. Or like he doesn't know, of, oh, if we go Dutch, is that me being insulting or is it mm-hmm. me being like, hey, we're equal? Yeah. You know, that's kind of like a catch-22. I know for myself, uh, the general rule is whoever made the date should pay for it. So like if you oh. asked and you picked this place, then you should pay for it. Like I, I generally think that's a, a balanced rule, especially for gay couples where I'm, I, I'm really pushed back against like gender norms of like, or or like um, the the gender roles that we try and ascribe into gay gay male relationships. And so I'm like, you know, I'll I'll do a date, you do a date, I'll do a date, you do a date. 
Huh. Yeah, I wonder, I look back on my dates with Katie and I wonder who paid for what. Like, I don't think so about it at all. you guys just died and dashed all the time? No. Yeah, I think no one paid for anything. I think the waitress really paid. No, I think we probably just forgot our credit cards everywhere. Oh, nice. Good work. Okay, that works. Like, I know that the first day we met, we spent all day together, but then we went, we ended up doing karaoke. It was like a late night thing, so I don't remember the end of it. Really. It also depends on the guy that I'm dating at the time, because like I've dated a guy who would always want to pay for everything, and then I've dated guys who wanted me to pay for everything, and like I don't like necessarily either one of those dynamics because yeah, then it becomes unbalanced. a power thing, yeah. and I don't like that. Yeah, 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 I get it. Well, we have to take a moment, but uh, I think we should address what's going on with Miley Cyrus, and oh, there's a lot that is happening there that also kind of coincides with what we talked about earlier with Marie Osmond. So, and my my wife, speaking of, has a lot of thoughts on this. So we're gonna chat about that next, okay. and uh, let's just take a moment to kind of break that down. Coming up later on in the show, we've got Just a Tip Tuesday, uh, a brand new twist in the Hillary email scandal. <gasps> Dr. Jen's going to be here talking to us about psychopathic men. There's a whole lot left coming up. <laughs> it's a theme up. show, everyone. <laughs> Drop the subject returns. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Welcome back to Drop the Subject. Uh, there's a, an interesting story floating around right now about Miley Cyrus, and it came up here because we're actually going to be playing this Miley Cyrus song in a minute, and there's, you know, a conversation around, like, how do we feel about Miley Cyrus in the wake of a recent story? Um, and uh, I've, we felt like we should talk about it before um, we've, you know, we've made the decision that we are going to play the song here, but, um, yeah. you know, that's above our pay grade, but <laughs> I don't, I we wanted to talk about it, though. Yeah, because I when I, I read this yesterday, uh, I think I actually put it in a News It or Lose It story, and we were like, nah, mm-hmm. all right, I don't need to talk about Miley Cyrus and whatever she thinks about her sexuality now, because I do think that she is... She doesn't always think before she speaks. She's just like, we've seen that happen many, many times before. So when I heard her say this, which was, uh, you know, saying that uh, here, I have the quote right here. I I always thought I had to be gay because I thought all guys were evil, but it's not true. There are good people out there. And uh, that just happened to have D's. I've only ever met one. And and he. And he's on this live. Oh, on her on, so, his, on her Instagram live. From the USA Today story, it said that she was on Instagram live um, and she was talking. She had Cody Simpson, who was her new boyfriend, um, and they were on there together. And that's when she's saying there are good, good men out there. Yeah. Don't give up. You don't have to be gay. There are good people with these out there. You just had to find them. And it's like, um, okay. Well, yeah. When I, when I heard that, I was like, okay, whatever. She's an idiot. But... Then this Marie Osmond thing happened where she kind of commented on like, oh, yeah, I thought I was gay, too, because I had bad opinions of men. And like, I know we joke about it and I joked about it over, uh, you know, uh, closet watch. Mm -hmm. But I think it does raise an important issue because there are people out there, a lot of people who think that being gay is a choice. Well, that it's also a result of sexual abuse or bad experiences with the opposite sex. Yeah. Oh, the only reason that I'm gay is because I had bad experiences with men, and oh, that's the the. It's sort of like 
the other option is just I'll be with women right. because I don't have good experiences with men and I have bad opinions of men. And I think it goes to an inner struggle that a lot of women have had with their sexuality as far as, you know, why am I into women? Uh, you're kind of battling with where these feelings come from. And there are some women who think, oh, maybe it's just because I, I had bad relationships with men. And if I just keep trying, it's going to be fine. And some of these women, like, I've had those feelings, too, when I was younger. So then for somebody like Miley Cyrus or somebody like Marie Osmond to turn around and be like, it's okay, ladies. If you yeah. keep trying, you will find wonderful guys. It's kind of like, no, we don't really need to perpetuate that way of thinking, okay? It doesn't really serve anybody. And coming out and saying, like, hey, you don't have to be gay, you just have to find the right D, isn't exactly a good message to the LGBTQ community or people and women specifically who are struggling with their sexuality. So we should say that Miley Cyrus came out on Twitter yesterday and said the following, I was talking about guys, let me be clear, you don't choose your sexuality, you are born as you are. It has always been my priority to protect the LGBTQ community and I'm that I'm a part of. And now, again, we're confused. So, so okay, now you're a part problem, of the community again. I think the problem is that this is about semantics, right? Like, you're bisexual. Say that you're bisexual, right? Yeah, like, or pansexual the, or whatever, or queer. Or whatever it is. But, like, being... I think when we start using all these different words, people are like, oh, see, she's choosing to be gay or she's choosing to be with a man or she's choosing this or whatever. And I think that we have to be more thoughtful about the language that we use. I'm not a Miley Cyrus fan. I don't get the hype around Miley Cyrus. I don't think she has a great voice. I don't really enjoy most of the music. But like I and I and I a big part of why I don't like Miley Cyrus is because of stuff like this. Like she's I feel like she's always so reckless with her language and she's always doing things that I always feel like are very uh, are very attention grabby. Like look at me. I'm I, you know what I mean in a way that's very annoying to me. Um, and so that's why I'm not a big Miley Cyrus fan. And then stuff like this happens and it's like I don't think she meant anything malicious by it but I also think it was just stupid like yeah, you well, need to be smarter about the things that you say because you have such a big platform and so many people follow I you. will say that I I have liked Miley Cyrus for a while I, I really like her voice and I do like some of her music but I think that I I get what you mean in the sense of that's a, a, how I feel similarly to Taylor Swift sometimes because I feel like, uh, yeah, you know, you have good music, but then also you kind of seem like you're attention grabby a lot. But I think Miley Cyrus, like I said before, she, she speaks a lot of times without thinking and she constantly will get backlash and then be like, whatever, I don't care. And that's just kind of her thing. I think the challenge for me is we see a lot of celebrities um, across genre, across you know music genres, across like fields of entertainment that are really playing around with what it means to be a part of the com- to be a part of the community. And oh, I'm bisexual, or oh, I'm pan, or I'm I'm all these different things. It's like no, you dated a woman. You know what I mean? Like you had a relationship with someone. Yeah, like, and it's okay something- to just date a woman. It doesn't well, mean. But also, like, there's something biological and physiological about being gay, right? There, it is not just like, oh, you know, I just felt like being gay, so I did it. Like, there is something biological, there's something, you know, there's chemistry, there is brain function that has to do with being gay or bisexual or transgender or however else you identify. I think we actually have the audio um, from TMZ of Miley uh, and, and what she actually said. So let's play that. Well, I, I was, guys, I was being a little too, like, I was just being like, I don't know hardcore feminist vibes and just like, I don't know, not allowing anyone in, but now I am. There are good men out there, guys. Don't give up. I, you don't have to be gay. There are good people oh, with dicks out there. No. You just gotta find them. You gotta find a dick that's not a dick, you know what oh. I mean? <laughs> Whoa. 
Um, well, she also. All right. Well, you can't say some of that on the radio. Yeah, but, but, but the idea of like you don't have to be gay. Like again, like that's not the language, right? Like you are bisexual or pansexual or queer, however you identify. But like it annoys me because I continually see people like throwing this terminology around as if it doesn't matter and it doesn't mean anything. I always joke like being liberal is a lot of work, right? Like being a being a member of community is a lot of work. But like this is why we have these words. They mean things. They they have a real meaning and they they have an impact on people so we're going to play the song the Miley Cyrus song is going to play in just a few minutes here on, on Channel Q um, but we thought it was important to talk about it because it's a big story right now yeah absolutely and for any women out there who you know have been victims of, uh, of sexual abuse or had bad experiences with men uh, and 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 you are questioning your sexuality, there is a, a misconception that those are related to one another. And I think that's also something that needs to be addressed. And it's something that's unfair. And it's something that is not founded in anything. So you are who you are. You're not who you are because of the negative experiences you've had with mm. anybody else. And that's another thing that's just an added layer on this that's important to talk about. So More Drop the Subject right after this. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are back, and it's Tuesday, so that means that we're just going to give you the tip. We're just the, just the tip in it. Just. And this is <laughs> tips, tricks, advice, life hacks, everything to make your life a little easier, because that's what we're trying to do on Drop the Subject. We try to make you richer by sharing the mystery Oreo flavor. It's churros. Or by telling you how to get the ransom. I mean, excuse me, the reward. Exactly. <laughs> and now we're going to teach you the do's and don'ts of seeing your favorite band. This edition of Just the Tip Tuesday has to do with concert etiquette. And it is a timely thing to go through because we all just spent Saturday night at a concert together for the first time. Yeah, that was the first time all of us have been to, well, the second time, because the first time was the day before. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> where all the Channel Q hosts, where most of the Channel Q hosts uh, were together. So, when people go to a concert, there are people out here who, uh, out there who don't even think that there is concert etiquette. What do you mean? I just go to the concert and I have a good time. Those are the people that I'm sure are going to be on this list. Well, listen... Yeah, because I, mean, I I don't think about concert etiquette. Um, I didn't think about concert etiquette until you mentioned it, and then I was like, I mean, I think there's like common human decency etiquette. Well, when it comes to blocking other people, when yeah. it comes to recording the whole show, when it comes to putting ten blankets out to save space for you and your thousand friends. So annoying. Right before the show. I, I mean, annoyed. there's things like that. When people are like filming all of it on their phone, I'm like, you're literally never gonna go back and look at this video. Like, no, it never. never happens. I don't think anybody does. So, okay, let's start with number one here. This is a, an official list. If you have tickets waiting for you at Will Call... Okay, wait, when you say official list, from where? Uh, I do not see a source on here. It's, uh, it's a printed piece of paper. So... So God wrote it. <laughs> okay. Number one, if you have tickets waiting for you at Will Call, have your ID out when you get to the window. Mm, that mm-hmm. is common decency. I would say this is in all airport scenarios as well. Agreed. You walk up to the TSA. You know you have to take your ID out. You, you know right. you need a boarding pass. You were right. I did not have my wallet out. <laughs> and that's what people do Mind in Mind you, concerts. there was no one behind me in line, though. Okay. Well, that's that will that's get fair. you some points. Number two. Now, this is for you, Jared. Not that you did this, but if you are a tall person, do not step or stand in front of somebody that is shorter than you are. 
This um, one is very controversial because it's weird to organize everyone in a room by height before the show starts. But still, it's a general rule that if you were there first, you can stand where you want because anybody who decides to stand behind you will have made the conscious choice to do so. Um, if you have assigned seats, number one, I don't know how you're supposed to get around that. And number two, at the at the bowl, for instance, we had like stadium seating. So I, I am always aware of like, I'm hyper aware of the space that I take up. And so I was thinking to myself like, oh, there are people behind me. But I was I turned around and I was like, oh, they're actually above me enough that they can see. It's fine. So you check before yeah. you stand the whole time. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. Uh, and do you ever wear really tall hats to concerts? <laughs> no. For that reason. I know Jay was saying that he wore, he wore a tall hat. We got to take a quick break and He's giving us the rap sign. We're well, going to take we have, it. Yeah, there's several more on here and something that I did. So right. we have some audio have, of that. You have like audio of you singing, right? Well, this is the, I, I haven't even looked at the rest of this list, but I, I'm pretty positive that it's on there. You're and I'm pretty sure I did it at the okay. concert. Well, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to hear Allie singing at the concert, which <laughs> I don't know. If, like, Ooh, I don't know. If we, I was going to say, I don't know if, we, if people are going to want to stick around or run away, but that's coming up next. Drop the subject returns in a few minutes. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Okay, drop subject. Allie and Jarrett and Just the Tip Tuesday continues. We're talking to this week about concert etiquette. We all spent some time, the whole Channel Q family spent some time at We Can Survive this Saturday. I will say, Jarrett, you never stood in front of me, even you are 6'2", 6'3"? 6'3". 6'3", I'm sorry. Give me all of mine, thank you. I didn't count your heels. I worked really hard. Can you imagine if I had heels on? I can imagine that. I would love to see that. Mm Mm-hmm. Maybe one day. I'm a size 14 shoe, so finding a heel is not easy in 16. You know, I have a friend who's really tall, a girlfriend of mine, and she is a size 13. And anytime she finds a shoe section uh, section with size 13 shoes, she buys all She's of like, them. She's like, yep, all of She's it. She's like, thank you, filling the cart, goodbye. Exactly, yeah. All right, so we're talking about what are the do's and don'ts of concert etiquette. We've already talked about a few key things here, including if you're waiting for your tickets at Will Call, have your ID out when you get to the window. Don't be like, oh, what do you need, my ID? What do you need a Confirmation number? Hold on, I forgot my last name. Uh, <laughs> Hold on, I forgot my Number last two name. was if you are a tall person, don't step in front of someone that is shorter than you. Now, this one, like I said, is a bit controversial. Now we're moving on to number three, which I 100% agree with. If you get to the show late, you stand where you stand. Don't try and push your way through to the very front of the stage because, I mean, yeah. oh, I get there at the last minute. Now the headliner's here, so I'm just going to bum rush everybody and create a stampede in order to touch Taylor Swift's leg. Yep. It's not worth it. Sorry. You know the other one that bothers me that's not on this list? I'm pissed that this one's not on here. The people who all of a sudden are in your section. That don't belong there? That don't belong there? Oh, yeah, no. Because Absolutely not. not that happened, miss. but Katie let the people into our section at We Can Survive. There were some people that she was getting chatty with See, over she, in a different section. That's and, what we would call a self-inflicted wound. And she, all of a sudden, they were there. They were in our section, which we had good seats. We did have good seats, but we also, we had enough seats, we had enough space that we could let people in, I guess. It wasn't a huge deal, but, I mean, listen, Katie. It wasn't over-constricting, but yeah. it could have been a bad scenario. It could have been a situation. But it is annoying when you get to yours, or you go, you leave to go get a drink or something, you come back and there are people and in like, your seat. excuse me. And you're like, where the hell have you been? Yeah. All right. Dancing. 
Here's another category. What do you think is the proper etiquette when it comes to dancing at a concert? I think generally you need to make sure that you're not dancing so big that you're taking up other people's space. Ding, ding, ding. It says on here, it is fine to dance at a show so long as you are not invading other people's space. Mm -hmm. And I do notice, have you ever been to the Grateful Dead? I mean, I know, I think I know the answer to this question. Can you hear the look on my face? I went several Ah, years ago. Thank you, Justin. Because my mom and her husband are huge fans and Mm -hmm. they like follow them, their tours and stuff like that. That place was like a maze. It was impossible to get around. They called them the spinners. The spinners is like the mosh pit at the front? Well, they're not, they're not mosh pitting. They're just twirling. And being like, yeah. But it's down by the stage. Oh, it's everywhere. It's not even specialized to the stage. It is literally everywhere you go. People are just kind of wandering around. They're either high or on mushrooms or, you know, acid or something. Mm -hmm. And they're just like, yeah. And you're like, ah, it's, I mean, it's, it's very scary to have to navigate those people. That sounds horrifying. But even if you go to a a concert in Napa, we used to go to Bottle Rock a lot. Okay. And uh, some of those older wine ladies. Oh. Would get what I called the Chardonnay Sway. <laughs> where you're just like, yes, yeah. Billy Idol. Yeah, it's one of that's one of those things where it's like, okay, lady, yeah. stay over there. Yeah, with your true religion jeans. It's just, just like, watch it. Well, watch it. Okay. Speaking of Idol, number five is stop auditioning for Idol during the show. Oh. Yeah. So there are different perspectives on this, but if it is a raucous show where everyone, you know, knows the words to all the songs, you might be all singing along together. But when it's like a, a solo, slow song. Yeah, you can't do it during the ballads. You know what I mean? When <laughs> right. people are sitting You're back like, down. Lover! Right, yeah, you can't be like singing it out like like the ballad when it's a little bit more quiet, everyone's really chilling out. You got to chill out. But like why me great till they gotta be great? Yeah, that's it's a moment for everybody. Everyone is supposed to be singing. Exactly. Now, uh, next on the list is getting too drunk at the show. And this is where I think I messed up Uh-oh. over the weekend. I did not plan on getting as intoxicated as I was, but I also <laughs> decided to start singing during Taylor Swift. My wife and I were, and we got a lot of comments on this on our Instagram story. Let's go! The irony. Yeah. Wait, I think there's another one, Ginger Justin, where we were much louder because you need calm down was something that was being yelled at the top of our lungs at one point. Yeah, calm down. Yeah, you were, you were, yeah, you're um, one of those drunks, I think I was saying yesterday, you're one of those drunks who's like, just like all like love and just wanted to talk and talk. And like, I didn't realize you were drunk at first. Um, and then, <laughs> well, thank you. Well, no, but then you were like, I'm not just saying this because I'm drunk. And then I was like, oh, that's what this is. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. <laughs> Got it. Okay, yeah. but we were having a good conversation. No, we did. No, I remember we a, at least 30% no, of it. Yeah. No, it was like, no, it started because you were like, can I hug you? Yes, I, I remember like, that. I was like, oh, yeah, we're having a good music moment. I'll hug you. And then it was like a really long hug. And I was like, oh, she's really feeling this in the moment. You know, I was like, oh, yeah, this yeah. is great. And then like you kept going and they were like, 
I'm not just saying this because I'm drunk. <laughs> and then everything after that, I was like, she's just, you okay, just she's drunk. Take it Got with it. a grain of <laughs> rum. Exactly. Finally, uh, put your phone away. Of course, we all know this. Don't film the whole show. You're not going to watch it anyway, as You're Jared said. You're not going to watch it. And then finally, one that also applies to me. Stop talking. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I don't know. That's hard. If you're there with like a big group of people, I had a fantastic conversation with Dr. Lisa, uh, excuse me, DJ Lisa during uh, Dr. Lisa. I know, right? I'm thinking about Dr. Jen coming up next, but I see that was a good segue. Uh? Um, I had a great conversation with DJ Lisa during Marshmallow set about DJs that I never would have thought to have. I know what Ginger Justin's saying, thinking right now. Get out of here. Stop talking. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, welcome back to Drop the Subject. I'm Allie. There's Jarrett. And it is Tuesday, which means we are very excited, as always, to talk to our friend and confidant, Dr. Jen Mann, who is a licensed psychotherapist and the expert on all things sex, relationships, and just general questions we have to get free therapy, basically. That's why we're doing it. Really excited that you're licensed and not unlicensed, because that would be a very different show. Me too. (laughs) Me too. Especially after all that work. I know, know, all those hours. How many is it? 3,000 hours, Dr. To do the 3,000 hours and the master's and the PhD and Mm. not pass the test, like that really would have been a bummer. That'd be pretty bad. (laughs) Yeah, that that earned its place on your business card. (laughs) Totally. So we're talking now about there's a new study that suggests psychopathic men have a a personality style that makes them somehow attractive to women. And I want to get your thoughts, uh, we both do, on what you think of this. But first, let's start with the term psychopath, because Mm. I think a lot of people don't understand fully what that word means. What are some of the qualities? Yeah, yeah. So what are some of the qualities of actual psychopathy? Well, here's the thing. There is no clinical diagnosis in the DSM, which is the Diagnostic and Statistical Manual, which is what we therapists use to diagnose people. There is no diagnosis by that name. Now they call it an antisocial personality disorder, which is someone who Hmm. does not have a sense of empathy. They don't have a conscience that is well-developed. And there's, there's also a lot of the time narcissists can have some of that same kind of sociopathy where kind of their so self-involved, they're so narcissistic that they don't have empathy for others. So uh, my impression of this study from what I read is that this is kind of looking at that kind of antisocial personality disorder slash narcissist. I and see. I think that we've all been dating and encountered the narcissist and sometimes the antisocial personality disorder. Antisocial personality sounds way more calm and, and than yeah. uh, being psychotic. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. But then the, the sociopaths, too, are the ones that you really got to worry about because that's Ted Bundy yeah. status where he seems like a very sane, very normal person. And then you're like, oh, wait, no, you're crazy. So I think and that's some what of us... we now call the antisocial personality disorder. Okay. It's so that's that sociopaths. lack of empathy and a conscience and that ability to commit hor- anything from horrible crimes to just blatantly lying without even raising the polygraph. Interesting. So what it says here is that psychopathic men have a personality style that makes them appear attractive to women in dating encounters. And this is d- due to a small study, but just in your practice in general, have you run into things like this? Do you notice this? Do you agree yeah. at all? Well, here's the thing. These kind of personalities, whether it is an antisocial or the narcissist or the combo platter, they're extremely charming. And they also have an innate ability to hone in on what it is that makes you tick. 
So they tend to present really well on dates. They tend to know how to woo a person, whether it's a man or a woman, and they tend to really know how to get under your skin and in your psyche in a very, very charming way. And oftentimes you don't know you're dealing with someone like this. You don't know that you're dealing with someone who is completely lacking in empathy because they're just so incredibly charming. Um, that's horrifying. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, and by the way, this is why we want to take time. Like I'm always pushing people in my practice, take the time to get to know someone. And to me, I, look, you know, you know me, you've read my column. I talk about everything sexual. Like there is no stone left unturned. I have no judgment. I don't care who sleeps with who or when, but when you're trying to pick a partner, there is value in waiting for sex, not because you're playing games, but for exactly this reason, you want to know who you're hopping into bed with before you hop into bed. And that you don't want to hop into bed with a narcissist or an antisocial personality disorder, because they will take your money. They will hurt your feelings. They will ghost you. They will do terrible things to you. And so the what are some of the red flags then that you can look out for? Because it seems like they're kind of hide in plain sight type of people who can yeah. mimic the perfect man or whatever. But what are some of the cracks that we could see showing through? Well, a number of things. You know, first of all, people who are very self-involved, who are very focused on themselves, their career, their uh, accomplishments, it's it's all about them. And, well, it can be incredibly charming when you're sitting on a date listening to someone talk all about how successful they are and their plane and their this and their, mm. you know, their apartment and their that. But you want to kind of have your ears perk up when you're on a date and someone's just talking about themselves. Okay. You also want to really look at um, someone who, when you go into their home, has a lot of pictures of themselves. For me, that is always a red herring that this is someone who's a narcissist and there's a politician, I'm not going to use any names, that ran for a big office. And there were a number of articles that came out about him and it showed his home. And when I saw his home, I was like, oh, and he had giant watercolor paintings of himself all over, pictures of him. He had like everywhere you looked, it was pictures of him or accomplishments that he had had framed up on the wall. Did this person also like use charitable money to buy a big poster photo of themselves? It's not the person you're thinking of. It's someone who did not win. Okay. Noted. Okay. (laughs) I mean, I feel like you don't even need to guess. It's just everyone at this point. Uh, It's a long list that it could be. Yeah, exactly. But it really, to me, was so telling. You can tell a lot from the inside of a a person's house, Hmm. but also a lack of empathy. And sometimes you may not see it with you because they can oftentimes fake it well in the beginning. They can't for the long term. So eventually it gets unmasked, but it may come out with a waiter or a waitress when you are at a restaurant. They may be really um, cold. They may treat them poorly. They may treat them like they're dirt. They may be impatient. And obviously not everyone who is short with a waiter or a waitress is a sociopath, but it certainly is something to look at, even if they're not a sociopath. This is someone who's treating someone poorly, and you want to take a, a look at that. Well, that is still a great retort, though, for uh, any wait staff that's getting yelled at by somebody in a restaurant. Yeah. Just say, sociopath, exactly. I'll walk away. <laughs> and, and also, a lot of the time, these people come on strong fast. Hmm. They move really quickly. They, they put on just 
such a heavy seduction and a pressure that it's hard not to get sucked in. But when you see someone doing that early on, you want that to be a red flag. Why is this push it, person pushing so hard so fast? Mm-hmm. It, it, it tends to mean they want to conquer you, not get to know you, which is a red flag. I feel like I've dated this person. I'm, that's why I'm like, <laughs> well, I'm over here analyzing. We've all done it at least once. I'm over here analyzing everything you're saying, and I'm like, oh, oh my no. God. Oh, <laughs> girl. Check, check, check. Check, check, check. My God. I'm like... You know, well, let's take a quick break so yeah. I can go start. So we can go through Jared's numbers. dating history and <laughs> exactly. talk about it with Dr. Jen. Uh, we're going to pick it up right here in this conversation in about seven minutes. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jared, and we're on the phone with Dr. Jen talking about psychopaths or rather sociopaths and why women and men are so attracted to them. And I have a, I have some friends. I have a one female friend in particular who's dating men, and she always seems to pick the worst ones. But every time she finds a new guy, she'll tell me, "Oh my God, the connection is just incredible, and we He's spent the world. entire night together, and it was just so perfect." And that's a red flag for me because I'm going every single guy can't be that perfect you know and then eventually it turns out three weeks later that he has a girlfriend or he has another wife and kids that live in Pennsylvania or something exactly and and you bring up a great point because a lot of the time and when you have these people and I've seen them in my practice and you know if you don't know one and haven't been one you've probably seen one on TV on some reality show or documentary or 48 hours the person that lives the secret life and what oftentimes happens is like let's say for example you have you know a spouses and the one is is a sociopath who has a completely different life they have a whole other family somewhere when that happens typically the partner who's not the sociopath has a gut feeling at some point like something's not right they may not know oh they have a whole other family but something doesn't feel right or someone around them knows something doesn't feel right. And it's important to pay attention because sometimes we are so invested in meeting that person, falling in love, having a family, having a companion, having someone to show up on our with us on our arm, that we overlook things that we shouldn't look. Okay, overlook. That, and okay. that's important. Hmm. Okay, so I'm a person that believes every person deserves love. What do you do if you realize, like, you are dating one of these people, though? Like, I mean, obviously, I think some people are like, break up with him. But, like, I mean, what do you do when you're dating that person? Yeah, you get out. Okay, so that's what Jared should do about his... (laughs) No, it's not someone I'm dating now. No, 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 no. A true sociopath or a true narcissist, it will never end well for you. Mm. And the longer you stay in, the worse it's going to hurt you. Mm. So then, Mike, last question for you, Dr. Jen, is what are the nice guys supposed to do? The nice guys need to go out and meet people and show them they're nice guys over time. Oh, okay. And, and I and I do think that there is um, that there's a, a a shift happening. That yes, these narcissists present well, and and they may get laid really quickly, but the people who end up in the long term relationships are the people who can go the distance and who can perform well as a partner over time. I'm thinking about there's someone that's listening right now that's like, oh my god, my husband is a psychopath, or oh my god, that's me. Yeah. I'm a psycho. I'm a yeah. sociopath. So, like, what does that person do? 
Well, if you're if you're the narcissist slash sociopath, you get therapy. You you get some serious help. But but honestly, most sociopaths don't go to therapy. Narcissists will go to therapy. Sociopaths do not. I've only seen one truly pure sociopath in my practice ever, and it wasn't a primary client. It was someone that someone brought in that they were dating. Yeah, but, because why would they need anything? They're perfect. Exactly. But then, and they don't have an ability to connect and have true empathy. So they're unlikely to be in therapy. Are they are they fixable, though? Like you say, get into therapy. Like, is that person then fixable? Antisocial personality, not so much. Really? But a wow. narcissist, someone with narcissistic traits, yes. And they can be charming and wonderful and, and learn how to have empathy and learn how to um, think differently if they're motivated. But that's the key. It, it, most narcissists aren't terribly motivated when we're talking about true narcissists because they're getting the goodies. It isn't until they're not getting the goodies where they're having career problems or dating problems or they're not getting laid where they actually are motivated. Dr. Jen, this has been a fascinating conversation, as always. My whole time over here, I have been like, oh, my God. Jared's going through his dating Rolodex. You can text me later. Okay, great. Girl, do not worry. uh, (laughs) You can find out more about Dr. Jen by going to uh, drjenman.com, right? Yep. Yep. Um, but my social media is Dr. Jen Man, D R J E N N M A N N. Yes. So and two ends on Jen, two ends on Man. Perfect. And then you can always pick up her book, The Relationship Fix, which is out in stores everywhere, or you can buy it online. Dr. Jen, always a pleasure to chat with you. You too. Thanks so much. Thanks, Dr. Jen. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, Allie and Jarrett here, continuing on fascinating conversation with Dr. Jen. If you missed any of that, poor you. I have good news. You can actually download our podcast. Drop the subject wherever you find your podcast. You can catch up on all things show related, and right. you can also get caught up on candy corn and uh, mystery Oreos and all of our great, food related. Yes, you can re- leave us just, great reviews. Mm-hmm, you can also do that. And we still have news that are lose it on deck. We still have to talk about all of the impeachment updates because even throughout the show there have been a ton we also talked uh, have to talk about Hillary's emails because there's a little bit of closure involved in that but uh, but first I have another gayest sports highlights of the week for you because I I love watching football I watch it every weekend when I can and uh, I play fantasy football even though I'm doing horribly this year but the 49ers are doing amazing they are 6-0 and and when I was looking through some highlights I thought wow a lot of this stuff sounds super gay out of context so, uh, context. So, without further ado, this is this week's gayest sports highlights. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. James White will get the call, and he will find Jamal Adams right on top of him. They let him get it off. Pressure off the edge. Floater. That is in the knee area. Yeah, they can't hit him there. No. Well, he smothered it, but then fell to the muddy turf. Rush five guys. Drop one once in a while. Look, he's wide open. He floated it. And Gilmore feasted on it. These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject presents. News it or lose it. Did you just say we gotta be quick? 
done so, Justin. He's like, you gotta hurry up and get out of here. So we're gonna do this very quickly. <laughs> okay, um, I've got a I've got a diverse uh, a range of stories here for you. So oh, you ready? Channel Q, yeah. Exactly, we're giving everyone a voice. Um, Hillary Clinton's email scandal comes to a close finally. Oh, what a exciting con- c- conclusion! We'll News see. It. Scarlett Johansson will not let Michael Che host Colin Jost's bachelor party. I don't want to hear about her ever. Yikes. Lose it. Researchers grew meat in a lab from cow and rabbit cells. Yes. <laughs> really? I always want to hear about cow and rabbit cells. All right. What does that say about me? I don't know. I will, please call in and tell us what you think. 833-77-CALL-Q. <laughs> um, okay. You know the hole in the ozone layer? Uh, yes, I've heard of it. it. This headline says the Antarctic ozone hole is, us- is unusually small this year, but it may not be a good thing. Oh. Gayest news headline of the week. WordGenius.com. Word of the day is picaresque. Lose it. <laughs> She's like, I don't care. I don't want to picaresque anybody. Oh, I see what you did there, I think. Um, okay, so uh, Hillary Clinton's email scandal comes to a close finally. Researchers grew meat in a lab from cow and rabbit cells. <laughs> That's and, also a gayest news headline. There you go. And the Ar- Antarctic ozone hole is unusually small this year, but it may not be a good thing. Another gayest news headline for <laughs> mm-hmm. you. There you go. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Justin's already speeding me along, so I'm going to just say the words that he wants to hear so that he can play the music. We're almost out of time. Lose it or lose it. Drop the subject presents News It or Lose It. Just going to jump right in here. Uh, Okay, this story comes from Vox. It's about Hillary Clinton's emails. An exciting topic that we all love talking about. So, uh, Donald, well, we just bring it up constantly. I mean, all the time. Whenever we have nothing else to talk so, about. Donald, exactly. It's always just like, ah, oh, but the emails. 33,000. So, uh, Donald Trump's State Department has sent over, um, has been, you know, investigating Hillary Clinton's emails. And um, this one paragraph in the Vox article really sums it up. It says, last week, Congress received a brief nine page report from the State Department. Again, Donald Trump's State Department which summarizes the department's investigation into Hillary Clinton's use of a personal email account to conduct work business while she was secretary of state. The report can be fairly summarized in two sentences. She shouldn't have done that, but it wasn't a big deal. (laughs) Hey, you know what? I just spent the better part of five minutes being very confused by multiple email accounts that I'm trying to manage. Quite literally, yes. I don't understand how email works, apparently, and I create something to forward to another thing, and then they got to verify that and send it back to... So even acts, like using your personal email account to do work stuff, that's an easy mistake to make, just on Hillary's side of the well, equation. Well, the Hillary email situation, like, should she have been using a private server? Probably not. Is her private server like everybody else's private server? Probably not. Like, she has a server in her house that Bill Clinton used for his she stuff. She has many servers. Da-da. You know, like, all that kind of she stuff. She has actual servers. You're talking about, I see what you did there. That was a pun. Uh? Um, that was a play on words, because server also has uh? a synonym, a homonym, which is also for waiter. Who has two thumbs and is punny? It's you. This gal. <laughs> um, Justin. <laughs> huh? 
Wait, Justin, wait. <laughs> um, so yes, uh, what will be interesting is to see Donald Trump still talk about Hillary Clinton and her emails because you know this is not going to stop him if he even heard about this. They need to um, do an investigation into the investigation of the investigation. Exactly. So this is probably still not going to be over. But his State Department has come out with a report saying this was not a big deal. Shut up. Exactly. And that's what we'll do now. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. <sighs> Allie. We Jared. Are flying through this here. We are flying through the show. The, f- the show is going by especially fast uh, today, but I also think that we ran a little bit behind, so we've been playing catch up, and now we are finishing up News It or Lose It. Yeah, um, and... Uh, <laughs> We've got um, some cool sound coming from Sanjay Gupta to bring us into the next show, the next uh, story here. Uh, Sanjay Gupta is the uh, chief medical guy over at CNN. Here it is. There's nothing like a nice, juicy steak, right? Well, technology is starting to change that as well. At every step of the production process, all the way to what ends up on your plate. Now, this is going to sound like science fiction, but one day soon, your steak may have not started in a farm, but rather in a Petri dish. Wow. <laughs> okay, Justin added in some music here, apparently. This is beyond, beyond meat. Now, when I took this job, you could not have told me I'd have so much conversation about fake meat. Yeah. <laughs> not, not something I saw coming. No. But we talk a lot about fake meat, so when I saw this headline, I was like, oh my gosh, this is kind of crazy. So, this story obviously comes from CNN. It says a team of Harvard bio- bioengineers took a major step in taking cultured meat from lab to table. Researchers successfully grew cow and rabbit meat from an edible gelatin base for the first time, creating a substance that successfully mimicked the texture of natural meat, according to a new study published by um, a, a science and food journal. Okay, wait a minute. We are taking the cells from cows yes. to make meat in a Petri dish. Yeah, it says... Why are we doing that? Because... Because uh, people feel bad about killing cows? Is I that why? I think so. I think it's probably something like that. It says engineers have tinkered with uh, bioengineered meat for years, taking stem cells from animals and growing th- and multiplying them until they divide and form new muscle tissues. But previous attempts to grow environmentally friendly meat found it difficult to recreate the long stringy muscle fibers that make up meat. For their research, the Harvard team borrowed from a carnival food favorite and spun edible fibers made of gelatin using rotary jet spinning. This is crazy. What? A process similar to how cotton candy is made. The fibers reassemble natural tissues, um, what they call extracellular matrix, the glue that binds tissue. It's crazy to me. Okay, so a giant wad of cotton candy-like meat stick sounds pretty delicious. Well, I mean, it's got to be better than some of the other fake meat out there. No, definitely. I mean, this sounds like they're making real meat. They're yeah. just making it not by the traditional way, which is kill cow, strip meat, cook meat. Well, the interesting thing about this is, like, I'm thinking about the vegans out there that don't eat meat because of animal cruelty. And it's like, well, this wouldn't be animal cruelty. It's just, you know, using it's just some of cow cells. cells. Um, or I'm thinking about the folks that, you know, ha- I'm thinking about how the next step of this is like them altering it, right? Where they can take something out of it that might, you know, reduce cholesterol or or decrease calories or something. Yeah, but then That's it gets I'm more and more about. processed. That's why exactly. people don't like the fake meat is because these doctors are saying you have to process so much stuff to make it look and taste like real meat and that's what they would be doing I mean the fact that it's grown in a lab by saying lab to table there's already 
a non-organic aspect to this. Yeah. And I understand that they're doing this for the environment, but just Petri dishes aren't that well, innocent. They Those things that. are made out of plastic, okay? And they're think about how many pe- Petri dishes... Glass, okay, actually. I'm saying that it's not all fun and games over there in the lab. They have to use resources, well, and it costs money in order to make these okay, fake patties. Okay, okay, take a breath. It's okay. You're not. You're, you're safe. It's, it says there are still hurdles in getting this meat onto the supermarket shelves. Engineers are still perfecting growing the meat in large quantities and creating products that mimic the natural taste and texture of meat. The process is the antithesis of the fast food model. One burger patty can take up to guess how long? A year. Okay, not that long. But <laughs> it, take, it can take up to nine weeks to grow. And even though it uses the same technologies to repair organs, uh, more than 80% of people in a Pew survey said that they would not eat meat grown in a lab, which is interesting because here in California, um, this is me now, uh, here in California, we had a, a measure on the ballot where people um, voted on whether or not there should be labeling on genetically modified food. And people voted no, that they didn't want that label. They which didn't want to know. Absolutely stupid to me <laughs> like well, absolutely stupid this is going to change the way that I order my steak because I know that it's going to take nine weeks just to make a medium rare uh, <laughs> I'm gonna get extra rare this time the, mm-hmm mm-hmm like super rare super rare I, I want I don't even want it to be in a heated space no I want it room I temperature still in the petri dish <laughs> that's gross okay the wordgenius.com word of the day is picaresque I lost this did you don't you tell me not. what that word is you did not I did but you can tell me anyway oh there's well, another the, story that oh it was the ozone they're basically saying that the ozone the whole uh, the Antarctic ozone hole is smaller this year because of weather patterns not because it's healing itself um, it's like it's closing so oh, it's so not that like it's, ooh cool it's closing up but that's a bad thing uh, yeah it's not it's just because we have such crappy weather it's not actually smaller like long term it's just like it's smaller right now it just looks smaller right now. Yeah, they say uh, it's not it's not something to be excited about. Like we're still pretty trash. <laughs> That's basically. The, yeah, and I think that the trash is going into space right now. Now as I well. feel bad for the people who are like, well, what does picaresque mean? It's related to a mischievous character. It's a, a an adjective. Ooh. <laughs> His new novel was full of picaresque characters getting into scrapes and always escaping scrapes. the arm of the law. Who knew? Oh, nice. All right. Well, that should give you plenty of fodder for happy endings, which is right after this. Don't go anywhere. Oh, no, wait. No, we still we have got, to talk about impeachment. Yes. What am I doing? All right. Impeachment is on deck. There are a lot of updates right now. They are breaking, so we'll get to that in a moment. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, Allie, another day, another time to say that Donald Trump remains president. Mm-hmm. And um, because there's so much going on, I think it's time we get into a little bit of blow the whistle. Oh, thank goodness. This always puts me in a better mood. Even, you know, when you hear blow the whistle. someone says I have bad news, but then they also show you a picture of a puppy while they're delivering it. It hasn't happened, but I, I can understand. Okay, go You know, on. well, most of my friends do that. Gotcha, okay. So that's kind of like this. I get to hear the Blow the Whistle song, but I also get to hear bad news most of the time for while Donald I listen. Trump. Well, it's mostly bad for Donald Trump. So uh, this headline comes from CNN Politics. It says Democrats see impeachment proceedings taking longer than some initially expected. Um it's interesting because they're doing all these hearings and having, a, you know, a lot of testimony coming from different witnesses or, or you know, people that were involved in um, this story that really grew out of the whistleblower story. But they're saying that, 
they're getting a lot more out of these people than they seemingly uh, anticipated. Uh, the article says House Democrats are facing a time crunch to quickly wrap up their investigation into allegations President Donald Trump abused his office, pushing Ukraine to probe his political rivals. Uh, prompting growing expectations that votes on impeaching Trump could slip closer to the end of the year. Some Democrats had hoped that that a narrow probe focused on whether Trump uh, put on ICE efforts to bolster relations with Ukraine and provide U.S. military aid to basically saying the the Ukraine scandal. Um, It says, but that hasn't proven to be more complicated um, than it initially seemed, according to multiple Democratic lawmakers. The reason? Each witness has so far provided more leads for investigators to chase down, including new names to potentially interview or seek documents from. So basically, they're getting a lot more from these people than they were expecting, and the investigation is going to have to like follow each of these things. It's not like, oh, well, I know you just gave us a lot there, but we're really just looking for this one thing. It's like, no, we have to look into all five of these or whatever. Well, right, because every person they talk to, like you said, it opens up like seven different roads that they need to follow in order to make sure and follow up and then that lead road opens up to another five roads and then eventually you need all these people tracking down all this information but then again they they have to do this because they have to build up as much information against trump as possible for the impeachment inquiry not just that but that as well Um, because also though if you have someone come testify testify before congress and they tell you something significant you can't just like well, we're not really looking for that information. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you got to yeah. look into it. Right. So, um, that... Ha- like, well, that, that was before he hired that prostitute to do what? And they're like, wait, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> um, and then, since we've been on the air, um, an NBC News headline says, top diplomat Bill Taylor gives, quote, disturbing testimony to Trump's Ukraine <laughs> dealings, um, according to some Democrats. Now, Bill Taylor um, is testifying before Congress today, and they say that um, he offered a disturbing portrayal of President Donald Trump's Ukraine dealings in a closed-door testimony that was earlier today. Democrats described his testimony as crucial, saying that he not only filled in many of the holes created by previous testimony and depositions, but also he drew a direct line between the president's demand for investigation by the Ukrainians into his political rivals and U.S. military aid, which is really important, right? Well, this is the quid pro quo that we're trying to prove. Absolutely. Is that we... Even that he was holding and freezing these funds until they said, I'm going to look into Joe Biden and investigate Joe Biden. The, yes. And the, the thing about it here, and I, you hear people say this every day, what's really crazy about this investigation is like none of the real, like solid, important facts are in dispute because everything it seems like that, everybody's corroborating what exactly. they thought. Well, that, yes. And also, like, we got all the information that we really needed in the first three days of this scandal. And in those texts. And, exactly. The text messages. But even that came after, like, the the transcript and... The call the, and the call, all that. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we got the call and we were like, um, what? And then we got text messages. And then we got more text messages. And then we got testimony. And there's just so much information that's coming out. So the idea that this might wrap up before Thanksgiving... Seems like that's not very likely anymore, um, that it might, you know, continue to to draw out. Oh, fun. So it'll be great dinner conversation during the holidays. At the very least, we get to play, you know, this this too short song for a little bit longer. For a little bit longer. Well, I do think it's interesting that because it seems like all the testimonies leading up to the impeachment inquiry, everyone was stonewalling. It was like stonewall, stonewall, stonewall. I'm not going to answer that or I'm going to sidestep this question or whatever. 
And now it seems like when the initial impeachment inquiry got announced that they were again being stonewalled. But now it's seeming that these testimonies are actually revealing a lot of information. So I'm just interested in that switch. Yeah, well, well, the stonewalling is still happening because these people are testifying that aren't working for the government anymore. They've either resigned or got been it. fired or have like used to be there. Um, but like the White House is still not giving over, over any documents. So there's still there's both of these things happening at the same time. So you got to go for people that are no longer working for him in order to get any information seemingly yeah hmm. that's kind of how it's been working for a lot of people i mean we'll see we'll see i mean some of these people are still working and are just gonna gonna respect the subpoenas that come to them and then some people that are coming out of the white house they you know the white house is blocking them so. well you know this is where it's it comes back to bite you in the ass when you fire a million people <laughs> because then you have a million people that have been fired by you that are pissed at you and have a grudge and, and a microphone. And they're probably looking for the silver lining in their, their firing. <gasps> yes, and speaking of silver lining, we have that on deck. Happy Endings is next, so don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Well, ladies and gentlemen... It's about oh, that time. I it think is. we should uh, land this plane. Yeah, we should. You know, it's been quite a show. We've covered a lot. We've covered concert etiquette. We've covered psychopaths. We've covered dog costumes. Hillary Clinton's emails. Hillary Clinton's emails. I didn't think that was going to come up, but hey, those <laughs> just pop out of nowhere. It's like a whack-a-mole. We talked about Miley Cyrus. We talked about Scarlett Johansson. Are you not wanting to talk about Scarlett Johansson? Please don't bring that up again. We talked. We listened to you sing at a concert. We heard some gayest sports highlights of the week. We did a lot. And now it is time for the happy ending. I did that for you, Justin Trudeau. Congratulations on How winning. Was that? that was like Frenchish. Yeah. Okay. Bien sûr. Congratulations. I was going to say, I think you're just mumbling there. Les Hermes he knows what I'm talking about. All right. This is at the point in the show where... I'm sorry. Somewhere he just ended up like, what was that? <laughs> He's like, quoi? <laughs> this is the point in the show where we take something that might have been a little sad or a little more uh, kind of a bummer town. And then we take a take a, a positive angle on it. We spin it around, put a silver lining on it and bring you something positive for you to take to the rest of your day. So, Ginger Justin, would you like to go first with no, your happy No, I'm going to go first. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I mean, mine has, a, mine has a period on it, so you know I'm happy. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to put my glasses on low on my nose. Oh, I like it. Here we go. Uh, <laughs> you know you could have put your glasses on while I was doing mine. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I, I have a great piece of comedy here. Are okay. we ready? Yep. So researchers may be growing some weird meat in a lab, and we're not quite sure what to think about it. But Miley Cyrus doesn't have to worry about this because she's already found the meat that made her ha- happy and straight. <laughs> she just get, it? get it? Get it? Because we were doing very good. Miley Cyrus likes meat. Yeah, and she doesn't like lab-grown meat. Ooh. She likes old-fashioned meat. She was saying, you know, if you can find the right meat, you don't have to be gay. Yeah, you don't have to. Don't yeah. you? <laughs> just know what you got. Okay, before I do my happy ending, we should acknowledge this Chris tweet uh-huh. that says, The pause after your Allie Johnson's nine-week medium-rare joke had a longer awkward silence <laughs> than the horrible Oreo murder joke. Oh. Thank you for not dignifying that bad joke with a response it, at Jarrett Hill. It, and for anyone who missed it... oh. You this have is it? going to change the oh. way that I order my steak because I know that it's going to take nine weeks just to make a medium rare. I, I I'm going to get extra rare this time. The, mm-hmm. 
All right, you know what? They can't all be gems. I, I, this is what the beauty of live radio people is that you throw things out there, you throw in everything at a wall, sometimes it bounces off and hits you right back in your face, and sometimes it sticks, and, and everyone says, ha, ha, ha. comes back in the tweet with some added production. And sometimes yeah. it does, and then Ginger Justin makes a fool of you by pulling an audio clip without your knowledge yeah. to replay at the end of the show. Listen, I appreciate that Justin really commits to the comedy. Thank you. He does. Thanks Justin, very much. But did you have a happy ending? I do. And now that the bar is so low, I feel confident. Thank you. Uh, New scientific advancements may make it so that we don't have to kill animals for meat products, even if that means we have to slaughter Allie's stock portfolio in the process. Okay. That was just another dig at me. That wasn't even a happy ending. You didn't deserve that. No, I didn't. I mean, it's funny, but... I know it was that. no server joke, but it was <laughs> decent. What you got? My happy ending is as follows. This is actually great advice for anybody out there who has dated a psychopath. Yes. I, as someone who's dated a psychopath, I'll be the judge of that. All right. I know it might be confusing. You date people and they seem all cool and normal and charismatic. And then it turns out, according to Dr. Jen, that they're crazy antisocial personality disordered narcissist sociopaths and that's a real bummer but i was able to delineate through this show what the biggest red flag is i'm about to save a lot of people this is how you can tell who is a psychopath and who is not on october 31st Anybody who has their dog in a dog costume mm, is a psychopath. A psychopath. They have no empathy for other people. They are narcissists because the only reason they're doing it is for social media likes. And their own pleasure. And their own sick pleasure. You're right. So that is how you can decide who to date and who not to date. Just look through their history. If there's a picture with a dog in a costume in it, say bye-bye. That's but your happy ending. You do have a photo of your cat in a bow tie. That is was a trial and error situation. <laughs> um, you can tweet your hate at Allie, at your Allie Johnson. That's Y-O-U-R-A-L-L-Y. I don't care. Johnson, because um, I'm sure you're going to hear about that one. Wee oui, wee. Oui. People are going to be pissed, uh, including Justin Trudeau. <laughs> <laughs> including, I think he's, I, you know what, I don't think he ever liked me. I Well... I, I know he's a big fan of the show, so I'll just put it that way. Um, that does it for us today. We thank you so much for listening. We want to make sure you check out the podcast. Uh, you can find it anywhere you get your podcast by typing in Drop the Subject. And uh, make sure to leave a review and five stars. Um, we'll see you tomorrow. We've got uh, It's Wednesday, so you know what that means. GMA. That's right. Um, and a whole lot, bunch of other greatness is coming up. Hey, have a great day. Other Be safe greatness? How exciting. Really high bar. Cool. <laughs> On the next, on the next, drop the subject. On the next show, Allie has been really wanting to have a conversation, and I just don't think we should. What are the words that we've taken away that you really, really want back? What's the one word that's no longer PC that you wish you could bring back into the English language? You mean like? I think if I could bring back one word, it would be. I think they got it. Please stop. But Justin, don't you wish that you could say on the radio? I guess now that you mention it, I do sometimes wish that I could say. Okay, Justin, you simmer sick down. Freak. Drop the subject. 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. On the new Channel Q.